After reciting the Tashahud, Ta'awuz in Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih V, Ayyadahullah Ta'ala bin Asrih Al-Aziz, recited verses 187 of Surah Al-Baqarah and stated, The translation of this verse is, And when my servants ask thee about me, say, I am near. I answer the prayer of the supplicant when he prays to me, so they should hearken to me and believe in me, that they may follow the right way. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, we are passing through the month of Ramadan. And this is a month in which prayers are accepted. And out of His special mercy, Allah the Almighty has declared that prayers will be accepted in this month. Allah the Almighty has enabled the fountain of His special grace to flow forth. Because in this month, Every action of an individual is carried out for the sake of attaining Allah's pleasure, to the extent that one only eats and drinks at certain times as commanded by Allah the Almighty. For this reason, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has explained that Allah the Almighty has stated that in this month the doors of paradise are opened and the doors to hell are closed. And in this month, Satan is locked away in chains. Thus, it is our good fortune that Allah the Almighty has provided us with such means. And it is through these means that we can attain 
अल्लाह दी उलमाइट इज नेनस But despite being provided with such means from Allah the Almighty, it would be a great misfortune on our part if we fail to derive the blessings from it. During the month of Ramadan, are there no fornicators, robbers, thieves and immoral people in the world who commit their ill deeds? They most certainly do. And if everyone's Satan is shackled, then how is it possible that they commit these evil deeds? This, in fact, is an admonishment for the believers. It is an admonishment for those who wish to gain the nearness of Allah the Almighty. Allah the Almighty states that in the month of Ramadan, since you keep yourself away from those things that are generally permissible for you, therefore I give you the glad tidings that Satan, who is generally allowed to roam around freely and who sought respite from Allah the Almighty in order to attack and mislead people from every direction, I have shackled him today for such people during the month of Ramadan. And Allah the Almighty states that I have taken those who observe the fast solely for my sake under my complete protection. They are reducing their physical nourishment and trying to increase in spirituality. Just as the promised Messiah has stated that they, i.e. the believers, reduce their physical nourishment and increase their spiritual nourishment or they try to do so. And this is the very spirit of Ramadan and fasting. And Allah the Almighty completely shackles the Satan of such people. Furthermore, Allah the Almighty also states that I personally become the reward for the person observing the fast. Therefore, what a magnificent glad tiding this is. Hence, we should try to derive benefit from this and we should try to enter from each of the doors to heaven which Allah the Almighty has opened for us. It should not be the case that we become among those in relation to whom Allah the Almighty has said that He has no concern for those who remain hungry or thirsty. If one eats suhoor, i.e. the pre-dawn meal in the morning, and then breaks their fast in the evening, but they do not perform the virtuous deeds that are expected from them during the day, then remaining hungry and thirsty for the entire day is of no benefit to them. And nor is Allah the Almighty concerned with them remaining hungry and thirsty in this manner. This is a message that we have received from the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Hence, we must understand this spirit 
and we must try to lead our lives in accordance with this. And this is the objective of Ramadan. The verse that I just recited appears in the middle of the verses that relate to the obligation of Ramadan, its various commandments, and which highlight the importance of fasting. And in this verse, Allah the Almighty mentions the manner in which prayers are accepted, or those people whose prayers find acceptance. Allah the Almighty mentions the servants of the gracious God and those who want to become the servants of the gracious God and who want to escape from Satan's influence and who want to see their prayers being accepted. Right from the beginning, Allah the Almighty has stated that, O Prophet, when my servants ask you that where is our God? When they ask you in a restless manner, like one who is deeply in love with their Creator, and when they fervently make every effort in order to reach Allah the Almighty, then Allah the Almighty states that you should tell them that not to worry, for I am near you. Hence, the very first condition that Allah the Almighty has outlined in order to attain Him is to become a servant of Allah the Almighty. If a person fulfills the due rights of being a servant of God Almighty, then Allah the Almighty states that He listens to their supplications and He also shackles their Satan. And he comes to help whenever Satan attacks. And this is not just for one month of the year, which is the month of Ramadan. In fact, Allah the Almighty states that he shall always protect such people from the onslaughts of Satan. But providing they do justice to their worship and continue to adhere to Allah the Almighty's commandments. One should not only carry out good deeds in the month of Ramadan, rather they should continuously fulfill the rights owed to Allah and the rights owed to His creation and act upon the teachings of the Holy Qur'an and strengthen their faith. Allah the Almighty states that one should have perfect faith and conviction in all of His attributes and then they will witness just how their prayers are accepted. And also those who shape their lives in this way are the ones who will attain true guidance. Therefore, fortunate indeed are those among us who make this month of Ramadan a permanent means for the acceptance of prayers. And those who are the true servants of Allah the Almighty who act upon the commandments of Allah the Almighty and who perfect their faith.
تعالیٰ کے حقوق کو عمل کرنے والے اپنے ایمان کو We are fortunate that Allah the Almighty has enabled us to accept the Imam of the age, the true ardent devotee of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, the promised Messiah and Imam Mahdi. Who showed us the path to attain the nearness to Allah the Almighty and the ways by which our prayers can attain acceptance. In one instance, the Promised Messiah states that there is only one door which Allah the Almighty has opened for the betterment of His creation, and that is prayer. When a person enters through this door whilst weeping and crying, then the Benevolent Lord covers them with a cloth of purity and chastity, and He encapsulates them with His grandeur so much so that they run miles away from vain acts and improper activities. Then, whilst expounding upon developing the necessary state for the acceptance of prayer and also the requirements for prayer to be accepted and for one to become a true servant of Allah the Almighty, the Promised Messiah states, It is true, the one who does not carry out actions does not pray. In fact, they test God Almighty. Hence, it is necessary to make full use of all of one's faculties before praying. And this is the meaning of the prayer that guide us on the right path. The Promised Messiah further states, First of all, it is essential that one looks at their beliefs and actions. Because it is the way of Allah the Almighty, that reformation occurs by way of means. And Allah the Almighty creates the means, which become a means for reformation. Those who claim that what need is there for any kind of means once a person has prayed, they should ponder. In other words, those who claim that if one prays, then there is no need for any means, material or any effort. In relation to them, the Promised Messiah states that these foolish people should ponder that prayer in itself is a hidden means which then brings about other means. In other words, Prayer in itself is a hidden means and it is the cause for other means to be created. Thus, in order to attain the acceptance of prayers and to become a servant of Allah the Almighty, it is incumbent that one strives to beseech Allah the Almighty for His grace. And that is, to cry and weep to become among the servants of God and to endeavour in this pursuit. One should pray that, O Allah, make me from among your servants, namely among those who through their belief and actions demonstrate that they belong solely to Allah the Almighty, and among those who before praying shape their actions in accordance with the pleasure 
اب اللہ دی امائی And that they become amongst those whose faith is unshakable. They are strong and firm, and they have firm conviction that Allah the Almighty has the power to turn even a grain of sand into gold. And that He has the power to turn even the most depraved into His chosen servants and reveal to them His paths. Then such people would become those who walk the paths that would lead them to God Almighty. This subject matter has been mentioned by Allah the Almighty in the Holy Quran as well, in that He guides those who struggle and make an effort, i.e. perform jihad, in the path of God. Just as Allah the Almighty states, وَالَّذِينَ جَهَدُوا فِينَا that is, and as for those who strive in our path, we will surely guide them in our ways. In short, the month of Ramadan is for this very jihad, i.e. struggle, and it is during this month we should try our utmost and partake in this jihad to become among those people of Allah the Almighty who are His true servants. And to become among those people whom Allah the Almighty is close to, and to become among those people whose prayers are heard by Allah the Almighty, and among those people who abide by the commandments of Allah the Almighty, and to become among those who have absolute faith and conviction in all the attributes of Allah the Almighty, and become among those who are truly guided, and also among those whose inner Satan has been shackled forever. However, as it is apparent from the words of Allah the Almighty, we must first struggle, i.e. undertake a jihad and make an effort to achieve this and transform ourselves according to the will of Allah the Almighty. In this regard, the promised Messiah has imparted guidance to us on many occasions and in light of various aspects. Hence, in one instance, the promised Messiah states, How could it be that a person who is very heedlessly indolent is yet benefiting from the grace of God in the same way that a person who using all their mental capacity, all their effort and with absolute sincerity seeks out the grace of God. Allah the Almighty has alluded to this in another instance where he states and that is and as for those who strive in our path we will surely guide them in our ways. Thus, it is very clear that one who is heedless and indolent will not be included by God Almighty amongst those people 
who with all their faculties and abilities strive to attain the nearness of Allah the Almighty. And also those who partake in this jihad. Some people raise this question and write to me in letters as well, saying that they have prayed a lot. However, they were not successful in their objective. Thus, those who say this are wrong, because Allah the Almighty cannot be wrong. This is because what one considers to be a high standard of prayer could very well be deficient in the sight of Allah the Almighty, and in which case one would be required to further carry out jihad, a struggle and endeavour. Moreover, such a person should also re-evaluate the manner in which they pray. The Promised Messiah والسلام, is stating that those who using their utmost mental capacity, their effort and sincerity seek Allah the Almighty, then Allah the Almighty regarding them states that He will surely guide them to His path. Thus, we must evaluate whether we have according to all our intellectual capacity and human faculties acted upon this commandment of Allah the Almighty, that is, فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُولِ that they should hearken to me. The question is that are we acting in complete obedience to the commandments of Allah the Almighty? And have we exerted all our strengths to hearken to every word of Allah the Almighty? And are we abiding by the commandments of Allah the Almighty with complete sincerity and loyalty? And if the answer is no, then we cannot complain that Allah the Almighty is not accepting our prayers. Therefore, in order to attain the acceptance of prayers, you must first reform yourselves and take a step towards Allah the Almighty. It is incumbent that you carry out a jihad, a struggle and endeavour. And to what extent does one need to struggle and endeavour when Allah the Almighty is so benevolent that He bestows His favour upon His people for the slightest bit of effort? His mercy, which encompasses all things, makes the jihad of an individual even easier. His mercy makes even this struggle easier. As such, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, states that Allah the Almighty has stated that when an individual takes one step towards me, I take two steps towards him. And when he comes walking swiftly towards me, I run towards him. Thus, Allah the Almighty is immensely benevolent to us. However, the fact remains that sincerity and loyalty are required from us. It should not be that during Ramadan we claim that we will offer our prayers and that we will act upon the commandments of Allah the Almighty and that we will fulfill the rights of Allah and His creation and we also act upon our claims 
But as soon as Ramadan has passed, we forget about Guru Almighty and also His commandments. If we are overcome by worldly matters, then we cannot have any grievances about God Almighty and say that God Almighty states that He will listen to the one who calls for Him and I have called for Allah the Almighty profusely during Ramadan, however my prayers were not accepted. We should always remember that nothing is hidden from Allah the Almighty. Allah the Almighty also has knowledge of the previous promises an individual has made to remain loyal to Allah the Almighty, but were made and then broken. And at present, how such an individual is only focused on acting virtuously during Ramadan. Allah the Almighty then treats such people in whatever manner He pleases. However, it is also true that Allah the Almighty accepts some of the prayers of such people at times so that they realize that Allah the Almighty does in fact answer prayers and that they should always be inclined towards Allah the Almighty. Allah the Almighty can never wrong people. Rather, Allah the Almighty always desires to bestow His love upon them. Allah the Almighty is such that He is more pleased and delighted by an individual who comes back to Him and hearkens to His commandments solely for Him than a mother is delighted to find her lost child. Or He is more delighted than a traveller who after losing his camel in the desert which is carrying all his belongings is delighted to find it. These examples have been given to us by the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, to teach us to what extent Allah the Almighty is delighted. Therefore, we are to blame for being negligent in fulfilling the rights of God Almighty. And on top of that, we complain that Allah the Almighty did not answer our prayers. Hence, we should all evaluate ourselves in this regard and we should pledge that we will make this Ramadan a means to seek and attain Allah the Almighty and that we will strive to act upon His commandments and that we will continue this jihad to seek the love and nearness of Allah the Almighty no matter what circumstances overtake us and no matter how long we must endeavour. and that we will continue to strive to strengthen our faith if we are able to bring this condition upon ourselves then we will also witness the miracles of the acceptance of prayer and these are not mere words but many people have attained this rank and continue to do so even today The Promised Messiah alayhi salatu wasalam, states, 1300 years have elapsed since this verse was revealed and there is no doubt that since then every person who strove in light of the message conveyed in this verse has benefited from their share of the promise 
that is, we will surely guide them. And they continue to benefit now and will continue to do so in the future as well. Hence, we must strive to be among those who partake of these blessings of Allah the Almighty. And we should never allow our jihad, i.e. our struggle, to decrease whether our jihad to attain the pleasure of Allah the Almighty or the jihad of adhering to the commandments of Allah the Almighty or the jihad of following the commandments of the Holy Qur'an which number more than 700 or the jihad of having complete faith or the jihad of adopting the attributes of Allah the Almighty. In fact, every step we take should be towards progress and this Ramadan should be a milestone in this jihad. I will present some more quotations and references of the Promised Messiah on this topic. And this is a topic which one must understand by listening to it over and over again. Because if this truly becomes a part of our lives, then we can bring about a transformation in the world. The Promised Messiah states that as we observe clearly that in our worldly life there is an inevitable result for every action of ours and that result is the act of God Almighty, the same law operates in religious matters also. For instance, God Almighty states in the following two examples, that is, and as for those who strive in our path, we will surely guide them in our ways. And the other example is, That is, so when they deviated from the right course, Allah caused their hearts to deviate. This means that in consequence of the full striving of a person in seeking God, the inevitable act of God is to guide him along the ways that lead to him. And as a contrast, it is said, that when they deviated from the right course and did not desire to tread along the straight path, the divine action followed in that their hearts were made perverse. Therefore, this is another perspective presented by the Promised Messiah that Allah the Almighty states that if we strive to attain His path and then reap its rewards as a result, then we must also remember that there is an opposite side to this as well. That is, that if one does not tread upon his path, then our hearts will become perverse. And so, the acceptance of prayer aside, the result of refusing to tread upon Allah the Almighty's path will lead us to landing in the lap of Satan. And a person who finds themselves in the lap of Satan ruins their life both in this world and the hereafter. Therefore, where on the one hand this statement bears glad tidings, on the other, it contains a warning from Allah the Almighty as well. Then expounding further, the Promised Messiah states at another instance that a person undergoes many different changes in state, but in the end God Almighty removes the weakness of righteous souls 
and out of his generosity bestows upon them the ability to establish piety and virtue. That person then considers all those things to be undesirable, which God Almighty considers to be undesirable, and he begins to love all that which God Almighty loves. At that stage, he attains such strength, after which there can be no weakness, and he is bestowed such passion, after which there can be no laziness. And he is granted such righteousness, taqwa, after which there can be no sin. And the Lord, most benevolent, becomes so pleased with him that such a person can no longer err. However, such blessing is only bestowed after a while. In the very beginning, one falters many a time due to their weaknesses and falls short of his purpose. But eventually, upon finding him to be sincere, the higher power draws him near, and Allah the Almighty's power draws that person towards him. And this is the same thing which Allah the Almighty indicates when he states, that is, and as for those who strive in our path, we will surely guide them in our ways. The Promised Messiah then explains in Arabic, the meaning of which is that we cause them to be steadfast in virtue and faith and will certainly guide them towards the paths of love and enlightenment. We will continue to enable them with the ability to do good works and to abandon disobedience. As I mentioned earlier, that the promised Messiah has guided us from various perspectives in light of that is, and as for those who strive in our path, and has thus opened the doors of knowledge and understanding. With regards to this quote that has been mentioned, the Promised Messiah has painted a picture of human nature and explained that a person cannot always remain in the same state. There are always ups and downs in our disposition. However, a pure-natured person learns from even his mistakes. Such a person repents and seeks forgiveness and he submits himself before Allah the Almighty and is embarrassed due to his weakness. He then once again goes forth in the jihad of searching for Allah the Almighty, upon which Allah the Almighty's love comes into action, his forgiveness comes into action, and Allah the Almighty comes running towards his servant, granting him the ability to establish piety and virtue. And when by the grace of Allah the Almighty a person is granted the ability to establish piety and virtue, then his every action is for the sake of attaining God Almighty's pleasure. He becomes free from every sort of weakness and indolence and treads upon the path of righteousness, thereby being saved from sin. A person who attains such pleasure from Allah the Almighty then no longer commits such faults which would incur Allah the Almighty's displeasure. The Promised Messiah further states, However, bear in mind that in order to achieve this, one must strive continuously. This cannot be achieved through temporary efforts, 
Rather, it requires constant effort, which will result in virtues and the acceptance of prayer becoming part of one's life. Then, on another occasion, the Promised Messiah states that we will show our ways to he who strives in our path. This is a promise. And then we have also been taught the prayer that إِهْدِنَ السِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ that guide us to the right path. Therefore, one should keep this in mind whilst offering prayer and besiege with the hope that they may also be included amongst those who have attained success and insight. It should not be that one passes on from this world bereft of insight and blind. Hence, in order to reach the stage where Allah the Almighty guides His servant to His path, it is also essential to recite the following prayer and one should repeat this often whilst reciting Surah Al-Fatiha and that is, إِهْدِنَ السِّرَاطِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ that is, guide us to the right path. There is an incident recorded about an elder from Qadiyan and what his condition would be whilst offering prayer. The narrator says that once a companion of the Promised Messiah was standing in prayer in a corner of the Mubarak Mosque and he was weeping in fervent prayer and had been standing for an extended period of time with his arms folded. The narrator says that he could also hear a faint sound and so he became curious and thought to go closer in order to hear what he was saying and found that he was constantly reciting إِهْدِنَ السِّرَاطِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ إِهْدِنَ السِّرَاطِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ that guide us to the right path and while he was saying this whilst weeping profusely. Hence, one should offer this prayer a great deal in order to attain guidance. Then the Promised Messiah states that it is a true promise of God Almighty that whosoever searches for his path with a sincere heart and pure intentions, then Allah will in turn open the path of guidance and wisdom for that individual. Just as Allah the Almighty has stated, That is, and as for those who strive in our path, we will surely guide them in our ways. The meaning of those who strive in our path is that a person ought to strive with the sole intention of finding God and for them to set out to establish a connection with Him with full sincerity. Such a person has no worldly objective and their sole purpose is to find Allah the Almighty with true sincerity. However, if a person does this by way of mockery and ridicule, then such a person is unfortunate and will remain deprived. The Promised Messiah further states, Therefore, keeping this fundamental principle in view, if you strive with a sincere heart and continue to pray, then Allah is most forgiving and merciful. But if a person does not care in the slightest about Allah, then Allah the Almighty is self-sufficient. And in such a case, Allah the Almighty will show no concern for that individual. The Promised Messiah further states, In all worldly activities, man has to strive initially. In other words, with regards to worldly endeavours, one has to put the effort in, such as in one's work. This is the example in day-to-day life. And when a person struggles, then Allah the Almighty sends down His blessings. 
In the same manner, only those individuals achieve excellence who strive in the way of Allah. For this reason, Allah has stated, That is, and as for those who strive in our path, we will surely guide them in our ways. Therefore, one ought to strive because striving is the key to success. If we exhaust all our efforts in order to achieve our worldly goals, then why do we not exhaust all our efforts in order to find the paths that lead to God? Why do people assume that if one utters a phrase, then they would find God Almighty straight away or that he would accept their prayers? Therefore, even here, the same issue has been mentioned regarding those who say that their prayers are not accepted. However, such people must first analyze themselves. It cannot be the case that it would be simple to find the path to Allah the Almighty, but then one would have to put effort in order to attain worldly objectives. In fact, the same principles apply in all matters. Then, with regards to striving in order to forge a connection with Allah the Almighty, the Promised Messiah has written in another place that those people who strive in Allah's path are eventually guided towards the right way. Without effort and irrigation, just as a seed fails to thrive and in fact is destroyed, in the same way, unless a person vows each day and supplicates to God for his help, divine grace will not descend and without divine help, it is impossible to bring about a transformation. Thus, this is the law of nature, and it is necessary in order to find the path to Allah. After planting a seed just as a farmer does not sit idle, in the same way, if a person professes belief and remains idle, they will achieve nothing. In fact, one must strive and protect the flower of faith, as it were. The Promised Messiah further states that whosoever turns towards Allah the Almighty, then in turn Allah the Almighty turns to that individual. Indeed, it is vital for one to try the utmost not to make any mistake. Then when one's struggle and effort reaches their pinnacle, it is at that point that they will see the light of Allah. In the verse, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا That is, and as for those who strive in our path, we will surely guide them in our ways. There is an indication that one ought to strive and do justice to it. It should not be the case that if water can be found at a depth of 20 feet, one digs only 2 feet and gives up. In other words, if water can be found by digging 20 or 30 feet, one cannot stop after digging two or four feet, saying that there is no water to be found. The Promised Messiah further states that in every task the key to success is to never give up. And then for this Ummah, Allah the Almighty has vouchsafed that if a person prays and purifies themselves, then all the promises found in the Holy Qur'an will be fulfilled in their favour. Thus, whoever makes an effort and prays to the utmost and also purifies themselves, 
then all the promises found in the Holy Qur'an will be fulfilled in their favour. But the one who acts contrary to this will remain deprived, because Allah the Almighty is most honourable, and certainly He has established paths that lead to Him, but the doors to enter are narrow, and only the one who drinks the bitter cup of hardships can reach there. In other words, one has to put the effort. Driven by the worry of their worldly endeavours, people put themselves through great hardships. The Promised Messiah states that driven by the worry of their worldly endeavours, people put themselves through great hardships to the extent that some even destroy themselves owing to it. However, they do not wish to endure even the prick from a thorn in the way of Allah the Almighty. The Promised Messiah further states, that until a person shows truthfulness, patience and loyalty, Allah does not send down His mercy. Thus, how then can one see the signs of Allah's mercy? And so this is the answer to those people who claim, as mentioned earlier, that they prayed a lot but their prayers were not accepted. In other words, such people try to bound Allah the Almighty that they will present themselves before Allah when they wish and only when they are in need and that God forbid Allah is compelled to accept their prayers as they wish. However, as the promised Messiah has stated that even in one's worldly affairs and relations this is not the case then why does one expect that in matters relating to Allah the Almighty, in that everything will happen as one pleases and without any effort? Thus, the Promised Messiah states that come towards Allah the Almighty with sincerity and then observe the display of His love. The Promised Messiah further states, a faith without any deeds is like an orchard without a stream. An orchard cannot flourish without water. And when a tree is planted and the owner does not ensure for its irrigation, then that tree will eventually wither away. The same is the case of faith. This means that do not settle for small and minute efforts. Rather, one ought to strive to the utmost in Allah's way. The soul has been likened to an ox. Thus, Allah the Almighty states, that is, those who supplicate to me ought to have faith in me. Faith means to fulfill the rights of Allah and by fulfilling the rights owed to His creation. And one ought to do justice to believing in Allah the Almighty. Allah the Almighty instructs people to nourish and safeguard the orchard of their faith. And even in our homes we see that the plants in our homes dry up if we do not care for them regularly. Thus, how can we leave our orchard of faith unattended?
Then the promised Messiah والسلام, has explained this matter from another perspective as follows. He writes that Allah the Almighty states that those who strive in His way will be guided. And this means that one must strive alongside the Prophet. And so, striving for an hour or two and then abandoning it is not deemed as striving. In fact, one must be ready to sacrifice their lives. Thus, perseverance is the hallmark of a righteous person. Therefore, if we have pledged to give precedence to our faith over all worldly objectives, then in order to remain true to our pledge, it is vital for us to take note of what our faith demands of us, which we have pledged to give precedence to. Moreover, we must remain established upon it with steadfastness. The Promised Messiah then further states that a person who endeavours to find the path of Allah the Almighty whilst instilling his fear in him and offering supplications for the achievement of this task, then Allah the Almighty, owing to his divine law, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُلَنَا That is, and as for those who strive in our path, we will surely guide them in our ways. Allah the Almighty himself takes hold of their hand and guides them to his path and grants contentment to their hearts. However, if one's heart is engulfed in darkness, and they find it a burdensome task to utter prayers, and their beliefs are tainted with shirk, are associating partners with Allah and harmful innovations, then what significance do their prayers and supplications hold in order to acquire fruitful results? Thus, we have to continuously assess ourselves as to whether we are seeking the paths of Allah the Almighty with this thought in mind, and whether our hearts are completely free from associating partners with Allah. Then, with regards to Toba, i.e. repentance, and istighfar, i.e. seeking forgiveness, the Promised Messiah states that Toba and istighfar are the means to attain Allah the Almighty. Allah the Almighty states, And as for those who strive in our path, we will surely guide them in our ways. Thus, if one continues to endeavour in his path with all the effort, they will ultimately attain their objective. And Allah the Almighty does not hold anything back from anyone. The Promised Messiah further states that in light of the Quranic teachings, my understanding is that on the one hand, Allah the Almighty has mentioned in the Holy Quran His divine attributes of mercy, kindness and benevolence, and also as being the most gracious. And on the other hand, Allah the Almighty states, Laysa lil insani illa masa'a That is, the man will have nothing but what he strives for, that is, and as for those who strive in our path, we will surely guide them in our ways. Thus, in order to acquire His grace, Allah the Almighty has stipulated the condition of employing effort and to strive. The practice of the companions, may Allah be pleased with them, is a perfect example before us. Ponder at the lives of the companions. Did they acquire these ranks by merely offering the basic prayers? Certainly not. In fact, in order to attain the pleasure of Allah the Almighty, they did not even care about their lives and sacrificed themselves like sheep and goats for the sake of God Almighty.
and it was only then that they attained such ranks. The Promised Messiah further states that I have observed many people who simply wish that they be blown on and thereby instantly be granted these ranks and have access to the threshold of the Divine. However, this is not possible. Indeed, Allah the Almighty is merciful and benevolent. But at the same time, Allah the Almighty has also stipulated a condition for those who wish to attain perfect belief, and that is that they have to strive in His path. It is only then that Allah the Almighty continues to elevate their ranks and grants them the signs of the acceptance of their prayers. And they witness the signs of His grace and mercy more than ever before, just as the companions did, who were so infused with the love of God Almighty that there is no example to be found thereof. And even if they lost their lives in the way of Allah the Almighty, they attained paradise and glad tidings of Allah the Almighty's pleasure. The Promised Messiah further states that those who devote themselves to God Almighty and try to passionately seek Him and with utmost fervency, their effort and struggle is never wasted. They are most certainly shown the way and are granted guidance. One who takes a step towards God with sincerity and pure intention, God comes towards him to guide him. It is incumbent upon man to greatly ponder and instill within him a true yearning to search for the truth. One ought to adhere to the path which Allah the Almighty has outlined to widen the scope of one's knowledge. One who becomes heedless of God, then God also does not show any concern for such a person. The Promised Messiah states, Make an effort in order to improve your inner self. Supplicate in your Salat and through charity and good deeds and every other way try to become among those regarding whom it is said, And that is as for those who strive in our path. Just as a person who is suffering from an illness goes to a doctor and takes medication, empties their bowels, does bloodletting and applies heat and adopts every kind of method to cure himself, in the same way one should employ every effort in order to cure themselves of their spiritual ailments, not just by the utterance of their tongue, but through effort and struggle. One should adopt all the methods which God Almighty has mentioned. Thus, these are the ways through which the paths to attain Allah the Almighty are revealed upon them and also draw one's attention towards prayers. The Promised Messiah further states, and one should consider this life to be so detestable that they should try and seek a way out of it. Do not consider this life to be everything. In fact, this life is only temporary and one should consider this worldly life to be filthy. One should pray because when one truly does justice in their efforts and truly prays, then in the end Allah the Almighty grants salvation and one comes away from the life of sin. This is because prayer is no ordinary thing. Rather, it is a form of death. And when one accepts this form of death, then Allah the Almighty saves such a person from the life of sin, which can lead to death, and in turn they are granted a pure life. The Promised Messiah further states, There are many people who consider prayer as an ordinary thing. One should remember that prayer does not mean to simply offer salat and then sit with their hands raised and utter whatever comes to the mind. One cannot benefit from such prayer because this form of prayer is just mere lip service. Neither is one's heart devoted to such a prayer 
and nor do they have belief in the powers of Allah the Almighty. Remember that prayer is a kind of death, and just like at the time of one's death they experience restlessness and anxiousness, similarly it is essential that one expresses intense emotion and fervency in their prayers. Hence, until one does not express such restlessness and fervency in their prayers, they cannot fulfill their objective. Therefore, one ought to wake up in the night and present the difficulties before God Almighty with utmost fervency, weeping and humility. One should perform their prayers to such a degree as if a kind of death has overcome them. It is then that prayers reach the stage of acceptance. The Promised Messiah further states, The first and foremost prayer is that one should pray to become pure from sin. This is because this forms the basis and essence for all the prayers because when this prayer is accepted and one becomes cleansed from all kinds of impurity and foulness and stands pure in the sight of God Almighty, then all other prayers that one supplicates for their needs, in other words, the prayers which one makes to fulfill their worldly needs, etc., are fulfilled even without one having to pray for them. Promised Messiah further states that the prayer to become free of sin is one that requires great effort and struggle. And the most significant prayer is for one to pray that they become free from sin and become righteous and pious in the sight of God Almighty. In other words, it is essential that one first removes the initial coverings that shroud one's heart. And once they have removed this, then one does not have to employ as much effort and struggle to remove the other coverings, because in such an instance, thousands of ills are removed themselves owing to the grace of Allah the Almighty. And when one's inner self becomes pure and clean, and one establishes a true relationship with Allah the Almighty, then Allah the Almighty Himself becomes the guardian and protector of such a person. And even before one feels the need to pray to Allah the Almighty for any need of His, Allah the Almighty fulfills it Himself. This is a very discreet and intricate matter and is only revealed to those when they attain this stage. But before that, it is very difficult to understand this. However, this requires an extraordinary effort because prayer also requires one to make great effort and to struggle. One who does not pay heed to prayer and remains distant from it, then Allah the Almighty also does not show any concern for such a person and becomes distant from them. Showing hastiness does not work. God Almighty grants out of His grace and blessings whatever He wills and whenever He wills. And it does not behove a supplicant to express grievance and begin to think ill upon not being granted something immediately. In fact, one ought to continue supplicating whilst remaining steadfast and showing patience. May Allah the Almighty grant us the ability to adhere to this guidance and enable us to establish a strong bond with Allah the Almighty in this month of Ramadan. May he enable us to follow his guidance and develop perfect faith in him. And may he enable us to witness the signs of the acceptance of our prayers and may this condition remain permanently in us in the month of Ramadan and extend beyond it as well. May we truly become the servants of Allah the Almighty and may Allah the Almighty reveal upon us such paths of his from which we never go astray and may he always look upon us with his loving gaze. And may we do true justice to our bath with the Imam of the age. And after acquiring this bounty of Allah the Almighty, 
that is, to have accepted the Imam of the age, may we never become deprived of it. May Allah the Almighty protect us from the evil ploys of our opponents and may he accept our prayers and cause the evil plans of our opponents to turn against them and may he continue to provide the means for the success of the Jamaat. Also, make this Ramadan a means to have your prayers accepted and may Allah the Almighty grant us the ability to do this. Pray also for the current condition of the world and may Allah the Almighty save the world from destruction and grant them wisdom and enable them to recognize God who is their true creator. After the Friday prayers, I will launch a website which has been created by MTA International and also a mobile application. in which they have compiled the sermons I have delivered on the 313 companions in one place. On this website, aside from watching the Friday sermon, members can also read the profiles of the Badri companions and they can place bookmarks at the point they have read up to. In addition to this, there are questions and answers in the form of a quiz relating to each companion and there are relevant maps which are beneficial and they can also be viewed on the website. One can also listen to the Arabic pronunciation of difficult words. In addition to the content which has been uploaded so far, new research and videos will be uploaded each week. The name of the website is www.313companions.org And as I mentioned earlier, that I will launch this website after the Friday prayers. May Allah the Almighty enable this to be a means of benefit for the people. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Nahmudu,